Hello, hello, it's your boy T again. I'm back with another episode of the Good Deed Podcast. Obviously, it's been a long break. So the episode you're about to listen to was recorded um, a few months ago. It's a pre-recorded episode, but it has some really, really interesting content, which is why I thought I'd post it for you today. So it was recorded on the 28th of December 2018. So if you do hear some date references that date back as about six months, please do not do not be surprised as it was a pre-recorded episode. I've got a few of these episodes I'm going to be posting as uh, they do come contain some really really interesting content so thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned keep listening and enjoy if you're if you're not already subscribed please subscribe to the good deed podcast here on anchor and on itunes also available on stitcher google podcast and all the other podcast platforms thanks for tuning in enjoy Hello people, what's up? It's your boy Divine Fonye, host of A Good Deed Podcast. Thank you again for tuning in to listen to the third episode on this five episode release marathon sequence that we are currently on. Thank you again for listening and thank you for sharing. Thank you for being there. Thank you for the feedback. Today we're going to be taking a little bit of a break and we're going to be talking about something uh, uh, less heavy. Um, I'm going to be telling you a story about something that happened to me. I really, 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 really thought I should share this with you guys. So uh, get ready again um, to dive in. I'm not going to keep you here too long. So we're just going to go straight into this episode. Enjoy. You something crazy happened to me today. Well, today is 28th of December 2018. And obviously, like, it is packed with uh, some really, really crazy events. So I'm just going to get straight into it. So um, to the 28th, I was supposed to get paid today, right? So um, I was supposed to receive my pay today, that my end of month pay. Like Now, with most companies, uh, usually, that I've worked in previously and I'm aware of, even from uh, friends and best to my knowledge, most companies usually pay uh, here in the UK. They usually pay you before the Christmas holiday, so they pay your December pay before Christmas, allowing you uh, a bit more capital to be able to spend during the festive season. But my company doesn't do it that way; they pay on their normal times. So um, I didn't get that extra bit, that little before Christmas type, you know financial bonus um so i'm going in today um as you know I'm, I'm waking up this morning expecting to see my pay and then don't get paid so i'm already irate by the time i get to work i'm trying to find out why i haven't been paid and i'm not very happy so my day starts you know in shambles um but i'm trying to stay in a very positive headspace so i spent the first half of my day the first the the the, the, the four hours in the morning trying to sort out uh find out what's happened trying to sort out me getting paid and making sure that i get paid and it's stressful it's a difficult day and once that's done once i'm able to sort that out once uh, once and for all i'm i can start working so by the time I get to doing my duties for the day, it's already I'm already halfway through the day and uh, I've got deadlines. So regardless of the fact that I started um, halfway into the day, I still have to finish for my de- I still have to meet my deadlines for the following day. So um, I'm not leaving work at 5 p.m. like everyone else normally does. I have to stay and finish everything that I'm supposed to do for the day so I can meet my deadlines. 
So um, I'm, it's five, five, it's five and gone, and I'm still stuck at work trying to finish up stuff. So I'm stuck in the office doing some paperwork, and next thing I know, I turn around and I'm the only one in the building. So I almost get locked in the building, which means I would have had to spend the night today in the building. And this is the winter, right? It's the winter, so I'm banging on all doors, screaming, shouting, trying to get uh, security's attention to let them know that there's still someone in the building for them to let me out of the building. So after screaming, shouting, even ringing the front desk, managed to get security around. They let me out of the building, right? So I get out of the building. I'm not very happy at this point. I'm already stressed out, but... I'm still struggling to stay in a positive headspace. So if you do follow me on social media, I usually post videos about my journey to work because it's a bit of a tumultuous journey. I have to travel so I can travel so I can travel so I can take a bus and travel and travel so I can get to work. So obviously, like after, you know, there's a couple of bus connections before uh, I get home as well. So I get on the bus, head to my first bus stop, right? My battery is really low. So I think I need a charge uh, a charger cable because I've left my charger cable at work. I know if I don't get it, and obviously I won't get it until the, you know the weekend is over, the morn, you know, until Monday. So I'm thinking, all right, I might just pick pick up a, a little charger cable from uh, any shop. So I pop into a shop, buy a new charger cable, uh, pretty cheap one by the way, and um, I put it in my bag with a receipt. So my plan is, by before I get on the bus, I'm gonna connect my charger to my power bank or the charger cable to my power bank, so I can put some, uh, uh, I can give my phone some power. All right, and can switch it back on because my battery's already low and my phone is already dead. So. Uh, I'm not expecting what happens, right? So I get to the bus station and I put my bag on a seat. And next to where I put my bag, there's a guy sitting there. There's an old geezer, a white old geezer sitting there. And a couple of seats down on my, to my left, there's um, some university students, a few other people and people standing around just waiting for the same bus I'm waiting for. So as I take my um, charger, the sachet in which the charger, the charger cable came in, uh, as I pull it out of my bag, because the receipt is next to it, the receipt falls to the floor so when he falls to the floor i don't even notice it and then this 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 guy sitting next to me turns around looks at me and goes yeah just leave it there and i'm like what and he's like oh yeah just 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 litter and leave it there don't 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 bother to put it in the bin just leave it there i'm like what are you talking about it was like you just dropped a piece of paper and you're just leaving it there i didn't even notice so i'm thinking to myself what is this guy talking about i don't even want to go into the into the to trying to explain to him that I didn't notice it had fallen. I'm just thinking to myself, this guy is looking for trouble. Uh, he can't even communicate properly uh, or politely. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, I've already had a very stressful day. To that point, I've been doing my best. I've been using every energy I've got to stay in a positive headspace, right? And I'm thinking, oh, he's just probably some dude probably drunk he doesn't know what he's doing or he doesn't know what he's saying he picks up the receipt twists it and then throws it throws it in my bag and i'm thinking this guy's really pushing it all right so you know how you, we we watch these videos online on facebook on youtube of you know people experiencing racial um prejudice in different in different aspects of life on on, on on the train at the airport in the plane whatever the case may be and i'm thinking oh my gosh are they still people like that out here i the thing is funny thing is these people they are part of the communities in which we live in right this guy sitting next to me obviously it's one of such guys because what happens after i'm trying to calm myself down and just ignore him and just stay positive Divine, you got to stay in this positive headspace. 
this guy pushes it a step further. You know when you know when you're out there. Obviously, you catch people's conversations. You it's not your business. So because your ears your ears are where they are, you just hear you happen to hear some stuff, and you don't react to it. Obviously, because it's not in your business, so you just move on. So what's going on here at this moment? There's other people listening, but they're not really paying attention. They look like they you know doing whatever they're doing, having their conversations in their little various groups, and. But they're listening. So I know that they're listening because this guy pushes it a step further and turns around and goes to me, yeah, you can just keep littering because that's probably what you do where you come from. I'm like, what? Everyone else is like, what did he just say? That's when I know that all of these guys are listening. I'm thinking to myself, boy, you're looking for trouble, man. Like you really want to get, you know, something. I don't know what it is that you're after, but you're after something. And I'm not going to give it to you. So I'm irate. I'm like really, really fuming. I'm thinking, what? How do you know where I come from? What, what, like, what, that, what has that got to do with the piece of paper that dropped? Like, it's a receipt. It's my damn receipt. It's not yours. It has nothing to do with you. And that has nothing to do with where I come from. How the hell do you even know? Like, why do you even care? But obviously, these are questions we don't. We will not get answers to because nobody has... People don't have reasons why they are racist. They're just racist. That's it. Like I just said, other people, they're just prejudiced. That's it. That's it. End of story. So I'm thinking, I'm using every fiber in me to try and keep myself calm. And everyone else is telling me, yeah, just ignore him. This guy is some racist. His time has passed. He's old. This guy, by the way, he's nearly twice my age from what I can see. So I'm looking at this old geezer. I'm like, okay. All right, no problem, bro. You're looking for problems, but I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of losing my cool or losing my temper or putting myself in a situation where I'll end up in trouble. By the way, there is no law against, you know, using racial slurs or trying to, you know, saying certain things to certain people. But if I lose my temper and I pounce on you, I'm the one who's going to end up in trouble and I don't want to put myself in that kind of a situation where I'm going to do something that I'm going to end up regretting. You know, I'm thinking to myself, the old me would probably apologize to you for being racist to me. But the new me, I'm thinking to myself, I, you do you. I'm just going to be here in this really positive headspace. I'm not going to do anything that's going to make me lose my cool. I'm not going to do anything that's going to put me into trouble. You can keep looking for whatever you're looking for, but you're not going to get it from me. Right. I'm thinking this is just a one-off. But again, at the back of my head, I'm thinking, if this guy came at me the way he came at me, he's probably been doing this a long time. And he's probably done it a few times this evening, right? Okay, so we get on the bus, right? Everybody else, they've noticed what this guy's done. They've, you know, they've been witness to what's happened outside, outside, uh, well, uh, at the bus station. And we get on the bus and they just let him go. They let him to, he walks right down to the back end of the bus, sits on the, the last seat, which is like a little five-seater chair. And nobody sits next to him. Everybody sits in front. They just let him be by himself. All right, now, um... At this moment, like the bus, the bus driver is still, the bus is still there waiting for more passengers to get in. And this uh, family, unaware, completely unaware of what's happening, just walked in. Uh, if you're familiar with the Turks, they usually work around in walk around in group in groups, like not in groups in terms of trying to cause an uproar, but they usually family. They, you walk around the whole family. They usually go around the whole family. You got the sister, uncle, auntie, and the little sisters and the two little kids. And there's always this. There's always a group grandma ma and you know the whole thing and they're walking and they're talking they walk into the bus and they're talking in their language so they go sit 
unaware of what's going on, they go sit next to the to the old geezer, right? And the old geezer picks up a newspaper, and I can't really see because I'm sitting far at the front. I can't really see what's on the newspaper, but his point is he holds it up next to his face, like both hands up next to his face, like, as if to show them something or a picture on the newspaper, and he is pointing and um saying invaders, invaders, and the lady is ignoring him. I'm thinking she probably doesn't understand what he's saying uh, from her, her body language. But he keeps saying invaders, they're coming to invade our country. Invaders. And then, you know, effing invaders. I'm like, oh, you didn't. And everyone in the bus is screaming out, oh, you didn't. Like, what are you doing, sir? Like, are you looking for trouble? Now, once this happens, it's actually occurred to me that, okay, maybe this guy's own racial attack is not just, you know, using these racial slurs on these people or on people randomly, but creating an environment where you're going to cause people to do something that's going to land them into trouble, end up getting repatriated, getting sent back or deported or end up in jail or end up, you know, arrested by the police, whatever. He's looking to put someone in trouble. And the only people he'll be able to put in trouble are people of are immigrants because obviously they are mostly of different races, which is why he's using the racial attack. So I'm thinking to myself, no, sir, no, nope, nope, nope. Obviously, this wasn't personal to me. This guy is just looking to put somebody in trouble tonight. And I'm not going to be that person. And the family that he was, you know, making these slurs to while we were on the bus, they probably don't understand what he's saying. So they just ignored him. But I'm thinking to myself, everyone else and the guy sitting next to me, we're all thinking, wow, these people, these people that actually do this, this racial, this racist, they actually are members of the community, the same community that you live in, the same people that you see every single day. They are there. I've been seeing this stuff on social media, time without number, and here I am experiencing it live. I'm thinking, I wish my battery was fully charged, my phone was uh, charged enough for me to hold it up and record what's going on. I'm not happy that this is happening. Sounds a little selfish, planning to record it, but I just wanted to catch catch it so I could share it. And, you know, these people are still, these people live in our communities. Like, this is crazy. So I'm thinking, on today of all days, the same day where I've had a really, really, really challenging day from the a.m. to now p.m. And I've been able to deal with it in a certain manner that hasn't pushed me, you know, further off uh, the edge. So I'm thinking to myself, if I've already dealt with it up until this point, I can handle it going forward. Right? So I'm going nuts. But this is an interesting experience. I thought I should share with you guys. You know that this is what man's... This stuff happens. It happens right there. Like, these people are out there. Thank God for social media, by the way. So these people are actually out there. So, but most important thing is i was able to hold my i was able to keep my cool i was able not to lose my temper i was able to con- to 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 restrain myself from doing something that I'd end up regretting the only reason i was able to do this the only way i was able to do this first of all i'm going to go through because i think it's really really helpful is by being present now, i've done this before i've said this before on, my, uh, on one of the episodes on podcast i spoke about being present living life um actively not because we normally we, you'd realize that we normally live our lives on autopilot almost every time we just do things based on the we're not really thinking we're just literally is a pattern we're just literally leaving sorry living living life just like you know um on autopilot so being present, being in the moment helps you be helps you become uh, thoughtful. So I was being thoughtful because if 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 I wasn't being if I if I wasn't present, if I wasn't in that moment, I'd have probably reacted on autopilot and done something that I'd end up regretting. So being present allowed me to be able to be able to aware to be aware of my thoughts, be aware of my actions, 
which then helped me decide, which then helped me take control of my emotions, take control of the way I'm thinking, my thoughts, my actions, and also um, to be able to know what to do next. To be able to prevent myself from doing something I'd end up regretting. Because half the time, the things that we do in, in anger, the things that we react to in anger, we're not really thinking. We're just passively thinking or we're passively living. And it just happens. And it's like autopilot that you react that way. You react very violently and then you end up putting yourself in trouble. But obviously, uh, I was able to avoid that by being present, being in the moment, being thoughtful and being very, very calculative about my reaction. Which is what helped me to be able to manage the, the situation better. Manage myself because at that point, you're not managing the other person because that person is obviously beyond management. So it's about managing yourself at this point. So with this, <laughs> I'd like to segue into the 2019 expectations. I did a podcast, uh, an episode before about setting your goals. And I did this sometime in October. I spoke about, you know, New Year resolutions um, as in I was trying to, you know, break it down. I was trying to use my experience, use what I've learned, what I've studied to try and, you know, um, share how I go through my New Year resolution process. So as we've come now, as we're close to the end of the year, obviously, it's like to really touch down on it or touch a, touch, touch a little bit on it in preparation to get into the, to, uh, to the new year 2019 about your goals, where you are but with your new year resolutions. Uh, reminding ourselves that um, resolutions, uh, new year resolutions are not as, you know, we say them flippantly. It's not like, it's not like waking up in the morning. You say, for instance, because what most people do or what I used to do, let's not say what most people do. I'm sure a few of you can relate with this. What I used to do in the past um, before a couple of years ago go so prior to 2016 what i used to do was i'll just decide my new year resolutions the day before or the week before or just leading into the new year and then just wake up and I end up not even sticking to it or not even following following through and um this with this uh you know you know you we we, we decide to do things ev- almost every day so living like within the year uh you, you plan to maybe do something the next day you plan to go shopping the next day or you plan to to call your mom the next day or you plan to call your you speak to that girl or ask that girl on a date or propose to your fiance or whatever the case may be we always make plans to do things on on a daily basis and we end up not doing them I'm not saying everybody but most of us, we, we do these things and it happens to almost, almost, almost 90% of, of us. Like we, we plan to do things the following day and just wake up. And, uh, or uh, I'm going to go to the gym in the morning and you wake up in the morning. You're like, I'm too tired today. I will go in the evening. And then you come back in the evening. It's like, I'm a little tired. I can just go tomorrow. So I'm thinking to myself, that a new year resolution has to have a different approach. Because if we're using the same approach that we use during the year to do, you know, to make plans, to do things that we never follow through with. What makes us think, you know, making your New Year resolutions on the 31st uh, night, uh, you'll be able to execute on the following, you know, on the first in, in the new year. So I'm thinking, obviously, it makes sense that we don't execute because it's almost the same kind of there's no there's no commitment. There's no investment into it. So. When I did that podcast, I was trying to encourage us to to invest time. What I started doing a couple of years ago was after I realized that, okay, I've been doing the same thing over and over for, for a few years now. I've never really been following. There are people making their New Year resolutions and attacking it with grit and with so much aggression and actually uh, following through. But I never used to. So I was wondering what's wrong here. So I started to think, I started to re- uh, research, started to, to investigate myself. And I started to think, okay, maybe I should put a bit more effort into it. 
and I came up with working through working on my new year resolutions. I'd like to, I, I, I started working on my new year resolutions. That's after 2016. I started working on my new year resolutions from October of the previous year. So I start working from October. I start drawing a plan. Say for instance, so let's let's put it this way: your new year resolution is like a business plan, right? You're not gonna draw a business plan the night before you make the proposal to whatever entity, whatever uh, organization or entity or person you're making a proposal to, and expect it to go well. Like you can't do it the day before. People work on business plans for months. And that's what I, that's the approach I decided to use for my new year. Now I'm sharing that obviously, like I shared in my previous uh, episode, um, I'm, I'm trying to share that to, 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 to sort of bring forward a, a, a different approach to this whole new year resolution thing. Like you treat it as a business plan, you know, really invest, unless you invest your time, invest your, 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 your commitment into it. It'll be very difficult to follow through. So it's like drawing a, a business, like drawing a plan, an execution plan, uh, a set of activities, a set of things that you would do that will keep you within the guidelines of fulfilling your goals, of fulfilling your New Year resolution, be it changing behavior, be it getting rid of something you've been doing or an obsessive habit, be it adopting new habits that are meant to improve you as a human, as a person. You know, all of these things. Uh, I believe that... You know, investing that time in it and really drawing a plan gives you a better chance of being able to execute on and follow through with your New Year resolutions. So I'd like to share a few things, a few steps, a few things that, you know, um, that can allow you to be able to set up such a plan or execute. Now, I know we're not in the new year yet, but we're going into the new year, even if you've drawn a plan, drawing a plan is a guide. It's not, uh, it's not like, oh my gosh, I have to, you know, it has to be, you know, you know, tit for tit, tit for tit. It, 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 it is a guideline. It's a plan that could morph and change according to circumstances, events, what life throws at you. But there is a guide. There is something to lead you. There is something to keep you within your own commitment to be able to follow through on your plans, to be able to follow through on your new year resolution and to be able to execute and achieve as well so first of all is by starting small right so even if you haven't even if you at this moment that we're having you're listening to this you still haven't gotten the new year resolution or gotten the new resolution plan if you don't have any new year resolutions happy days but if you do have new year resolutions maybe this is another, another approach that will help you uh put these resolutions uh, give you a better chance of executing on these resolutions so starting by starting small so when we overwhelm ourselves with these goals that they, they can tend to sort of um, have a negative effect rather than encourage us to go ahead and fulfill. It becomes overwhelming. And then you kind of break down and you think, oh my gosh, it's no point. I can't even do this. I'm not even going to achieve this. Or I've tried and it's not working. So why am I even going to bother with it? Now, I'm not saying that's what you tell yourself, but that's what's going on in your head. And that's what usually leads to people giving up on their New Year resolutions before the year even starts to really mature. (laughs) So remember... A year is 12 months, 52 weeks. That gives you 365 days. That gives you enough time to push and push and keep pushing. Change one behavior at a time. So when you're doing, when you're setting up your new year goals or your new year resolutions, if it's around behavioral changes, either adopting a new pattern or a new behavior or getting rid of an old one which had, which had always had which always had um negative effects or negative outcomes you want to you want to start you want to you want to do it in 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 little batches in little you know 
step by little steps, little steps. What happens when you do things like this, step by step, little by little, tiny pieces of a behavior at a time, every time you execute, it just gives you a boost to execute further. Now, when you set up a, a, a complete and a complete like a, a, a sharp, a razor sharp behavioral change where you just go from one person. You can't go from Trump to Obama in one day. Like that kind of a change is very drastic. And when you fail at it or when you, when you, when it overwhelms you, there is a chance that you could end up just not like when you fall back or when you uh, go what they call cold turkey, you end up not even following through with your new year resolutions. That usually tends to beat people down and then make them give up on their own goals. So changing one piece of behavior at a time now also sharing your experiences so sharing your goals sharing your plans now not just sharing i'm not saying you should go out there and announce everybody's what you've decided to do but find somebody that you respect somebody that you trust somebody whose company somebody whose advice somebody whose um somebody whose presence you've always respected share your your, your goals with that person that creates a level of accountability you know that once you don't execute on your plans, you're not just failing yourself, you're failing that person that you respect and the person that respects you as well. So creating that level of commitment, create that, creating that accountability helps you, helps, helps, you know, straighten you towards your path. So you know that you have to follow through, you have to execute on these things that you've set up because it's not just about you anymore. You've, you've brought somebody else into it, so not just anybody, somebody you respect, be it a friend, be it a family member, be it your partner or a business partner, somebody you respect that helps you, that helps create an accountability that will, you're not answering just to yourself and you're now answering to that person as well. Also, look for goal partners. This is very, 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 very special. This is very, very helpful when you're dealing with fitness goals find someone friend family again someone you respect someone whose opinion you respect find someone whose goals are aligned with yours and share your goals with that person you guys set if you have similar goals then what happens with execution executing um alongside your friend or alongside your goal partner Whenever you start to fall off, they can hold your hand and pick you back up. And whenever they start to fall off, you can hold their hand and pick them back up. Like I said, this is really, really very common. This is usually very helpful fitness goals. Because if you, when you look at the fitness genre as a whole, um, people look for workout buddies to motivate them while they're in the gym. Why can't you find yourself a goal partner to motivate you with your fitness goals? And so... Especially in fitness. Now, if you're able to find goal partners in other aspects of your goal setting or your new year resolutions, that is very good as well. But I'm only, I'm only mentioning the fitness bit because it's usually very, very helpful and usually common with fitness. So with fitness goals. Also, quit comparing yourself or your goals with other people's goals. Now, people, you go through this process where you've investigated yourself, invested time, drawn a plan that is identical to you, specific to you, your behavioral pattern, your person. And then you share your goals now with someone else or a friend and they have all of these goals and you're looking at their goals thinking, oh my God, I thought I had some sick goals, but this is just overwhelming. Maybe I should change this. When you start to compare, then you lose trust in yourself. So it's almost like all the research you've done, all the effort you've put into setting your own goals and drawing your own plan or uh, preparing your new year resolution. It's almost like 
You don't even trust yourself to have done it right. So why are you trying to copy your friend's goals? Or why are you trying to change your goals because your friend has bigger goals or they have what appears to be bigger goals? They have set goals that are identif- identi- identical to them. Goals that are specific to them. You don't have to get involved. You've set yours. So focus on your goals. So stop comparing. Quit comparing. Do not aim for perfection. So don't aim for perfection. Setting goals, getting into the new year, is not about doing them perfectly. Some people, when you aim for so much perfection and you start, you start facing challenges in, in executing your goals at the beginning of the year, these challenges sometimes, because you're aiming for perfection, they help you maybe sidestep a little bit or maybe change up a, a few things and you start to feel discouraged because you're thinking, oh my gosh, it's not as perfect as I want it to, wanted it to be. What I try to do uh, under the circumstances or what I always try and share, what I always try and say is when you're setting up, when you're setting your resolutions for the new year, when you're getting into the new year, uh, you want to focus on execution rather than the result, right? So say, for instance, if it's a career, you should focus on I'm going to apply for this job. I'm going to start working on this. I'm going to start doing this, not I'm going to get this job. I'm going to get that money. Or I'm going to get that girl. Or I'm going to get or get or get or get. What you want to do is you want to, my goals, let me, let me put it this way. My goals, when I say my goals, my goals are still based on execution. Once I execute on it, whether I'm successful in that execution or not, for me, that's what gives me the boost to continue to push forward. The fact that I did it. Regardless of what the outcome was, the fact that I did it, because after the outcome, there is always an after. I did a podcast again on this, talking about, you know, the fear of uh, executing because you're worried about what the end result would be. No, it's not about the end result. It's about you getting out and doing something. You actually taking action, which is what your goals or which is what my goals are usually or my resolutions or my plans are focused on, on going and doing. Now, whatever the result is, be it successful or not successful, be what I wanted or not what I wanted, I am, I, I, my motivation or my empowerment is derived from executing, is from doing, applying, searching, writing, calling, whether the call is answered or not, whether that approach or whether you caught that girl, whether she accepts it or not. What are your proposal? You're gonna to propose to your your fiance. What are you propose? You propose, and what does she says? What she says yes or not? That's not should that shouldn't be the focus. The fo- because once you're focusing on the end result, what happens when the end result is not what you wanted? You feel discouraged. You get a, a pushback, and this kind of pushback usually discourages people and they help them break down, and they don't want to carry on with their goals. You don't want to. You don't want to. You want to. You don't want to uh, proceed anymore. You just want to. You, you see it, and you you, you. you just want to fall back, and you don't want to deal with the with the stress of having failed in this attempt. That's not the point. The point is not the result. The point is the execution. So I always try to encourage those around me, those I speak to, and I'm also sharing this like I do with myself. Is I focus on execution. You want to focus on doing, and not what doing gets you. Once you focus on doing, then what doing gets you doesn't matter. In fact, as far as I'm concerned, I set out to make mistakes. I'm like, oh, it's not going to happen. It's not, like, I probably won't get it, but I got to do it. First, I got to do it. Because once you get into it, once you actually get into it, even if it's something that the chances of you succeeding wasn't that high, in the process, you could end up learning one or two things that will better your chances at succeeding. And that's only a bonus for you. For me, if these goals or if these plans or if these executions lead to the end result that I'm hoping for, then 
it is a bonus. As far as I'm concerned, doing it is more than enough for me. And that's what I want to encourage ourselves. I want to I share this with you. So if you're having difficulties executing on your goals, or if you had difficulties executing on your goals this year, 2018, you want to focus uh, going into 2019, you want to focus on the execution, not achieving. Because when you focus on achieving, the results might not always be what you want. But you want to always focus on putting in the work. All right. So keep going regardless of the outcome. So you have to, uh, this kind of, this kind of conjoins with the whole execution thing. Because what execution does for you, it gives you the boost. Now, if you're focused on execution, that just gives you the boost to continue to execute. Now, whether you fail, whether you succeed or not, you learn something at the end of the day. And that gives you the courage. That gives, that empowers you to continue to push. That empowers you to continue to execute. And before you know, you have 365 days. You've got 12 months. You never know what's going to happen. With your execute, you never know where that could lead you. So continue, continuing the process of execution or, or carrying out the process of execution is what gives you the boost to continue to execute. And that can never, it, it can't, there's, there's, no, there's no downside to execution. The fact is you did it. Whether you want or not, you did it at the end of the day. So people, as you are aware, we're getting into the new year. These are the little tips. These are the little things that I've applied in the past that have Help me become a better version of myself. I'm still working on becoming even better. But these are the things that have helped me become a better version of myself. As far as New Year resolution, goal setting and executing on your plans is concerned, focus on the execution. That's one of the biggest messages I like to share today. Focus on the execution. But apart from that, Happy New Year 2019. Hope the year brings a lot of good tidings, a lot of opportunities and plenty of blessings for you all. Thank you for hanging out with me 2018. See you in 2019. It's been your boy Divine. Peace. All right, folks. Thank you for hanging out with me again today on this episode. Hope the episode brought you as much value as I hoped it will bring. If it brought you any value whatsoever, as little as possible, you are welcome to like and comment. And most of all, share the podcast, share with your family, share with your friends, send me any feedback if you need to, send me any questions or any requests, any topics you want us to talk about, you're welcome to send them via email directly, d.fonier.com at gmail.com and also you can check out the show notes on the website divinefonia.com forward slash podcast if you haven't already subscribed please do subscribe the a good deed podcast is available on itunes spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, any of the other platforms where you listen to your podcast thank you thank you thank you for hanging out with me throughout the 2018 from when i started the podcast it's been a a rocky and very very amazing ride if 2018 wasn't what you expected it to be i pray that 2019 brings you even more goodies and if 2018 was what you expected it to be i pray that 2019 is even better for you so thank you again for hanging out and enjoy the new year 2019 peace